welcome to today's episode of Electric Leftovers. You probably know who I am. I don't know who you are, so say hi. Then we can move on in our relationship. Today, we are going to have pretty much the same stuff we always have. Yeah, I know, it's, it is what it is. What can you do, right? First of all, over at Ye Oldie website, we have got... <clears throat> some new Dust, we have got some new Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne, we have got some new Baton Kaitos, we have got new Killer7, we've got Mega Man 4 for the Game Boy from Jade, we've got Lester the Unlikely, played by a very intoxicated Scarlet, which, ladies and gentlemen, it's amazing. I cannot tell you how amazing it was. It may be one of the finest moments in video gaming on the internet of all time. Up there with Leroy Jenkins. Yeah. I uh, got some more Super Mario Bros. 2, the Ridley X edition. I'm sad to say, ladies and gentlemen, that not and really anyone else has gotten me anything to put up on the site for this month's monthly. Now, Ragnats has an excuse. He's been married and he's moving and he just got internet, but Jade, I don't think, has gotten me anything yet. Scarlet did some weird, like... Super Mario Land meets Pokemon thing, which was barely a hack just because it replaced some sprites. I was going to give him shit about it, but I'm going to let him off on this one because Lester the Unlikely was so good. Don't believe me? Go check it out. Also, our good buddy Jade, just the other night, took it upon himself to stream the Mega Man Legacy Collection. Is that what they're calling it these days? Um... New collection just out for all the major consoles and PC. Yeah, Mega Man Legacy. He played Mega Man 1 through 6. Completely, completely through. Uh, I watched the Mega Man 1 part of it so far, and it is really good. I almost want to get it. Don't know if I will. Almost want to. Um, but yeah, it's over in the forums. You won't find it on the site. It is in the forums or on YouTube check it out. It is pretty darn great. Other than that, over in the forums we got some new episodes of, um, well not really episodes. We got some new parts to It's Super Effective, comic from VG Cats and Irma. Irma is a wonderful, wonderful little comic. This is stuff maybe you guys don't know exists. Um, Irma by Brandon Santiago, which is really, really great. I like it. I like Irma very, very much. Um, you need to check it out if you want, because it's just great. Um, it's super effective. It's pretty great, too. But that's going on over in the forums. Uh, let's see. Scarlet is saying Pokemon Crystal, perhaps? Mm, maybe. And Scarlet and I, by the way, also recorded a new episode of Orcs Must Die the other night. He has not got that uploaded yet. But should be soon. Should be, better be. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Bye now. Or, well, you know, more, more stuff. Of the archives today, I want to tell you about a game called Arkista's Ring. A pretty great 
little game. An action game for the NES from NMK and American Sammy, released in 1990. The Evil Shogun. Let me tell you. The Evil Shogun has stolen the ring of Arkista. Oh no. Plunging the Elven Kingdom into darkness and despair. Only one elf, Christine is brave enough to take up the treacherous challenge to recover the stolen treasure. She must fight through towns, graveyards, and mazes, crawling with hordes of monsters. Yet, with your help, can she make it to the infamous ninja dungeon? Crazy ninjas versus elves. Who will win? Uh, Who can say? The game, pretty great. Um, It's kind of a top-down, stage-based shooter. Not auto-scrolling, though. You can maneuver all over the screen. Uh, Most screens are more than one vertical height. Um, They're all the same horizontal width. Uh, The music's great. The graphics are good. The controls are great. Um, Story's a little... There's plenty of power-ups. It's fairly easy for the most part, but there are some stages that are pretty tough. Overall, it's not a terribly long game. Um, I think you're going to get through it in less than an hour, I think, if you're really going for it. Uh, four episodes was all the Let's Play took. Um, check it out. I think at the very least, listen to the music, if nothing else, because it's really, really good music. Pride in his first hides and whiskers. 
penguins, pummels, puffins, crushed caribou, to fashion some shoes. Who reads the news for you, viewers? That'd be me. Who writes the news for you, viewers? That would be other people. Um, to save you the time and the hassle. You know. One or the other. Uh, I'll just bring it to you. So, our lead story today, kind of a short news day, by the looks of the little highlighty bit of the scroll bar. Our lead story... About Cecil the Lion. And I say Cecil, not Cecil. Why do I say Cecil, not Cecil? Because I knew a man who spelled his name C-E-C-I-L, and he said it was pronounced Cecil. Pronouncing it Cecil, not Cecil the Lion, because I don't know if many of you know this. This is not Narnia. Lions do not speak English. Especially if they're from Zimbabwe. The district, uh, excuse me, the distress across the Western world in July over the big game killing of Cecil the Lion in Zimbabwe was apparently misdirected, according to veteran, quote, animal communicator Karen Anderson of Elk, Washington. Purely coincidence, I'm sure. Who told Facebook and internet visitors, animalcommunicating.com, that Cecil and she had discussed his demise and that he was over it. Also, Cecil apparently speaks in formal, graceful English. Aha! Aha! Lies! As Anderson quoted him, according to the London's Independent, quote, <clears throat> Let not the actions of these few men defeat us, said Cecil, or allow darkness to enter our hearts. I am, he added, grander than before, as no one can take our purity, our truth, or our soul. End quote. Anderson's usual fee to speak with deceased pets is $75 for 15 minutes, but she did not disclose whether she had a client for Cecil's tab. I think we all know Zimbabwe-ish lions, Zimbabwean lions, especially lions anywhere, but especially lions from Zimbabwe, not going to speak English and not going to speak to Karen Anderson from Elk, Washington. Yeah. Chutzpah. That's what I say. Um, not very often. Less often than Sarah Palin and in more appropriate context. In May, three sent... Do you remember that? Yeah. In May sent three Santa Ana, California police officers who had just raided uh, the unlicensed Sky High Holistic Medical Marijuana Dispensary were caught on the facility surveillance radio eating, supposedly seized cannabis-infused chocolate bars, and an internal affairs investigation was opened. However, in August, the Orange County Register reported that the cops went to court to have the video suppressed. Their familiar legal argument is that the video violates their right to privacy and that they had purposely disabled the cameras before they began munching the contraband and thus had the requisite expectation of privacy that triggers the right. So, broke in to a dispensary. <clears throat> unlicensed. Unlicensed dispensary, right? There to there to do their copley duty. Um, turned off all the cameras before they did their copley duty. Which that's a little, you know, you know what I mean. And then got caught on the one camera they missed doing things they weren't supposed to be doing. 
The mother of three children in Grandview, Missouri, suspected that Damien McBride, 22, had sexually molested her two daughters, ages four and eight, and son, age three. Oh boy, it's going to be one of these. But McBride indignantly denied it, claiming that he is a child abuse survivor himself and booked himself on the National Steve Wilco's TV show in May to take a lie detector test to clear his name. However, he failed the test as to each child and was subsequently arrested. The Associated Press reported that McBride insisted on a police lie detector test and failed that too. The continuing crisis, ladies and gentlemen... Every week continues a little more. On August 1st, one of the world's weirdest border disputes came to an end. Yay! As India and Bangladesh exchanged more than 160 enclaves, sovereign territory completely surrounded by the other's country, other country's sovereign territory, in principle making travel out of the enclaves impossible unless the enclave had an embassy or another office that issues visas. In fact, there was one Indian enclave... Why are their names... Dala Kagrabari, completely within a Bangladeshi enclave that is completely inside an Indian enclave inside Bangladesh. Okay, so imagine a circle. Inside that circle is another circle. Inside the circle is another circle. Inside the circle is another circle. And you need a paper to go from the inside circle to the outside circle. But you need a paper for each circle. Right? Mm-hmm. Crazy. The litigious society, ladies and gentlemen, litigiousness runs rampant in the hearts of the pure. That's a quote um, from me. I just made it up. The estate of Dr. Rahan Verma filed a lawsuit in July against the Trolf Music Hall in Buffalo, New York, after Dr. Verma fell to his death following a concert where he lost his balance sliding down the banister. The estate claims that there must have been a sticky substance on the railing. The estate's lawyer said that since alcohol served at the concert, the promoter should have known to take extra safety precautions for banister riders. Banister riders is something you do in England, and I think it's probably illegal. Fish called Wanda? Anybody? Who gets badly hurt playing musical chairs? Apparently Robin Ernest, 46, told an Arkansas claims hearing that she broke two fingers and was forced into, quote, years of surgery and physical therapy over a game that was part of class at the College of the, oh, Auchitas in 2011 and demanded that at least $75,000 from the state. The July hearing was dominated by a discussion of the proper way to play musical chairs because the instructor had ordered three students to contest one chair, with Ernest asserting that everyone knows it would be two chairs for three people. Look, there's different rules. Have you ever played Monopoly? You know how many different rule sets there are for Monopoly? Crazy. News that sounds like a joke. So these are actually not jokes. Can I explain that to you? Green-fingered residents can show off their hard work each year at the... Why? Quedgeli? Quedgeli? Quedgeli show. In Glockishire, England, are entering arrangements of colorful, plump, garden-grown vegetables. However, attendance has been off in recent years, reported the Western Daily Press, leaving the show's future in doubt until organizers announced that this year, to increase the number of entries, supermarket bought vegetables could be submitted. Hi, Paul. Quote, <clears throat> Number two, turn to the right and growl. Unquote. 
Magistrates in Seredin. Seredigin. Seredigin. Sered. Seredigian. Europe, what are you doing? Wales find Edward Davies, the equivalent of about $1,130 in June, finding that it was his dog that bit a teenage girl last October, sending her to the hospital with swelling and bruising. <sighs> Aberswith authorities? That's all you're getting. Aberswith authorities had set up a formal police lineup of dogs in the neighborhood, and the girl had made a positive ID of Davies' dog as the perp. With the pup. Puppy power. Least competent criminals, always a favorite. Judge Roger Bartow of Waterloo, New York Village Court was convicted. Oh no. In August of staging a fake assault on himself to convince doctors to prescribe him pain medication. Officers arriving at the scene found Bartow lying on the ground with a shattered porcelain toilet tank lid nearby. He said... Uh, from, he said, being smacked on the head by a mugger. However, doctors found an apparent flaw in Bartow's ruse. He'd forgotten to actually hurt himself during the attack, as medical personnel had found no mark cut or bruise anywhere on him. Also, getting hit with a toilet tank lid will damn near kill you. They're freaking heavy. Recurring themes. <clears throat> Once again, during a police raid of a suspected drug house, this time in Wood River, Illinois, in July... With cops swarming the home and yard, confiscating evidence and arresting occupants, officers had to stop briefly from time to time to answer the front door. Ten times during a 90-minute period, as the dealer's regular, oblivious customers continually arrived to buy more heroin. I just realized we have had no news from Florida yet. Maybe. In the face of a declining military budget, the Defense Ministry of the Netherlands issued confidential instructions to commanders in July that during training exercises to preserve dwindling ammunition, soldiers should simply shout, Bang! Bang! Instead of firing their weapons, said a soldier's advocate, even if you have no bullets, you still have to train with your weapon. Soldiers should simply shout. That three times fast. Thinning the herd, ladies and gentlemen. When two men who had been drinking in an apartment of Brandon Thomas, 30, in Conyers, Georgia, on July 23rd wanted to leave, Mr. Thomas objected. If y'all are going to drink my call, you're all going to play my game, he said, announcing that his game was Russian roulette. Minutes later, after spinning the revolver cylinder, Mr. Thomas lost the game. Three days later, in rural Bell County, Kentucky, John Brock, 60, asked the Lord once again to certify his righteousness by allowing him to safely handle a rattlesnake during services at Mossy Simpson Pentecostal Church. However exemplary Mr. Brock's faith had been previously on that day, apparently it was found wanting, and he is no longer with us. Here's a new segment. It's called The Aristocrats. You ready for this? <clears throat> I have seen words in this story that make it a little strange. Wallace Berg, 81, was charged with public indecency in Stratford, Connecticut in July after a neighbor showed police a video he had made of Berg naked and, according to an Associated Press report, performing a sex act with some shrubbery. Now, where the sun don't shine is now a standard hiding place for contraband, including for Matthew Smith, 36, arrested in Greendale, Indiana in July. After he drew attention with a long restroom session at the Shell Station, police confronted him about the white powder on his nose, and Smith 
sheepishly handed over the minutes ago removed pills and cocaine. But he had also extracted inexplicably a fishing bobber, a screwdriver, and an open tire plug kit. And we're just going to move on to the classic Lewis Woodcock 23. Yes, Lewis Woodcock 23 testified at his Toronto trial in March 2010 that he was not involved in the 2005 shooting of a woman despite being seen on surveillance, a video approaching the woman with his hands inside a jacket and still gunshots rang out. He said his hand was not on a gun, but they often kept his hand inside his jacket to keep him sucking his thumb, which is a habit he picked up in childhood and which did not go over well on the street. The the jury, apparently not seeing him as the thumb-sucking type, convicted him of manslaughter. We made it through a whole section. A whole episode. Nothing. About Florida. What? Worst news ever.
Hey, you're loving the show, right? You want to call in, you want to be part of the show. How do you do it? Well, until I pony up for a Skype business account that you can call, or a separate phone number, like a cell phone that you can call, and I can just take the messages off of, uh, ain't going to do that. So here's what you got to do. You got to call 1-800-871-9012. You want to dial in extension 700-491. Call that. Leave a message. I'll get it. I'll put it on the show if you want. You've heard Scarlett talk on the show. you heard Ragnats talk on the show. You could be on the show. Think about it. Vibes of people could hear your voice who maybe have never heard it before. Superstar. The number again, because I know you weren't ready for it. Here, you get a pen. Open up notepad, get a pen. I'll wait. That one doesn't work. Get it, get it, that other one. Okay, that one should be fine. Um, number 1-800-871-9012. It's easy. Just, here's all you gotta do to remember it. It's 871-9012 simple. You want to dial extension 700-491-700-491. Now read it back to me. Okay, got it. Call it. Leave me a message. Okay? All right. Bye now. for the month of August, picked by me, was Super Mario Games. I'm going to do you a Super Mario Brothers review review. And we're going to do Super Mario Bros. Slash Duck Hunt. Why not? I don't know. It's in here like four times. Um, by the way, don't know if I mentioned it, but Scarlet has picked us the monthly for September. And it is games you've played as a child, but never finished. Hmm, there aren't many of those left. We'll talk about that a uh, little, little later in the show, I think. If I remember what order to put these in. I got no idea. Uh, let's see. Super Mario Bros. and Duck Hunt. Seven, eight, nine, ten, ten, nine, ten, ten, eight, ten, ten. Ooh, a six. A six. Okay. Super Mario Bros. and Duck Hunt, a review by Circle Nine entitled 
Ready for this? Duck Hunt makes this one worthwhile. <coughs> worthwhile, excuse me. Help if I could read. Again, a freebie with my NES and one of the games I always was always going to get. Played this a bit as a kid and really enjoyed it, but it just so happened that my NES broke and we never replaced it. I'm buying a replacement, finally, six years overdue. I got this game because it was in such wide circulation with the Super Mario Bros. cartridge and no one wants the standalone game. Thus, this review is not for the combination cart version, even though they are identical games, but for the standalone version. Then why did you put it in the combination cart version? Oh. Graphics 5 of 10. For a launch game, this is probably the best looking. Only a few simple textures are included in this game, and let me tell you, they are not of world-class standard, but do the job well. One major complaint I have is that the ducks, when flying, clip and glitch through the trees. This is with both versions of the game I own. Also because of the way the light gun works, by reading a white sprite off the screen to indicate a hit, whenever the trigger is pulled, a white square will flash over the duck. This can be annoying. Music and sound, 7 out of 10. As in most early generation NES games, there is very little music and sound. Here we have some simple but effective tunes used to denote finishing a level or losing a level. That's it. In addition, there are a couple of sound effects, a gun shooting and duck flapping its electronics wings to fly away, and of course the dog laughing down the barrel at the man with the smoking light gun. Great. And if any of this annoys you, turn off the machine and come back again in a few days' time. Duck Hunt has that much replay value. Gameplay and control, 7 of 10. There is nothing wrong with this game apart from the dog, but even he is funny too. It's a bit repetitive, repetitive, and repetitive, and a novelty game, but it is done exceptionally well. If you own an NES and you own this game already because so, so many damn copies were made, it can be bought with Super Mario Bros. for less than dollar sign US2, so there is no problem. Sometimes squinting into light gun can hurt your eyes, in which case it's time to take a break. Get shooting. Replay value. Playing for too long in one stretch is tiresome. Taking a break and coming back when the need to blast some ducks is there means that this game has an infinite lifespan. Challenge? Too easy? Take a step back. Too hard? Take a step forward. Overall, 6 out of 10. Sheer light entertainment for one or two players. One player can control the duck with the first controller, the best light gun game on the NES. I can't deny it as a purely enjoyable experience, but is severely outdated by recent games, such as the Time Crisis series. It also loses a mark for having a bulletproof dog. Mario Bros., on the other hand, is available in a far better version on the SNES All-Stars cart. Don't play it here. Play it there. Duck Hunt makes this one worthwhile, a Super Mario Bros. slash Duck Hunt review by Circle Nine, which conveniently leaves out one and half of the frickin' review. <sighs> we're just gonna go and see what Circle Nine has done. And we're gonna come back to the review. It's how... Like, I'm gonna review Super Mario All-Stars for the Super Nintendo. Mario 3 is a great game. I love it. I love everything about it. Also, there are other games on this cartridge. You should play them. <sighs> so, Circle 9 apparently has changed his username to A8O. Um, has done Donkey Kong Classics, which he gave 7. Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt, well, to be honest, Duck Hunt, she gave a 6-2, Private Dancer for the PC, got a 3, Tom, I've never even heard of that, Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell for the Xbox, 
or for the PC. The Xbox version better? Question mark. Nine out of ten. Nigel Mansell's World Championship Racing for the Super Nintendo. It actually isn't actually too bad. And Super International Cricket. My favorite cricket game for no rational reason. Eight out of ten. Uh, most all of these came at the end of 2002 or the beginning of 2003. That's all the reviews he's got. Um, has two complete facts slash guides contributed. I'm drinking juice because I'm thirsty. Um. Wow. Oh boy. So there's some problems with this, right? We all know there are some problems with this. Um, anyway, the the contributions were F1 Race and a game called Squoon. Never heard of it. So okay, let's let's take this a minute. I needed to see this guy's credentials before we got into this, and his credentials are not great. First paragraph. Again, a freebie with my NES and one of the games I was always going to get. A freebie with my NES and one of the games I was always going to get. I'm going to say that one more time. A freebie with my NES and one of the games I was always going to get. that hang there for a second. Played this a bit as a kid and really enjoyed it, but it just so happened that my NES broke and we never replaced it. On buying a replacement, finally six years overdue, I got this game because it was in such wide circulation with the Super Mario Bros. cartridge and so nobody wants the standalone game. Thus, this review is not for the combination cart, even though they're identical games, but for the standalone version. Um. I got this game because it was in such wide circulation with the Super Mario Bros. cartridge, and so nobody wants the standalone game. But did you get standalone Duck Hunt, or did you get the combo? Or did you have them both? Because it was a freebie, but you always wanted to get it. You should have got it. But which one did you get? You're reviewing the combo cart. Thus, this review is not for the combo cart. For a launch game, this is probably the best looking. Only a few simple textures are... But this wasn't a... I mean, it was, but it wasn't the same. Uh, one major complaint I have is the ducks when flying, clip, and glitch through the trees. I have never seen that happen. This is with both versions of the game I own. Also because the way the light gun works. By reading a white sprite off the screen to indicate a hit. Whenever the trigger is pulled, a white square will flash over the duck. This can be annoying. Well, then you're missing the duck. Uh, the most early generation NES, there was very little music and sound. No, there was a lot of that. But not in Duck Hunt, because you had to just listen for the ducks. 
Simple but effective tune just to denote finishing level or losing level. That's it. That's all you needed. In addition, the couple of sound effects, gun shooting, duck flapping its electronic wings to fly away, but they flap the wings all the time and they quack occasionally. Of course, the dog laughing down the barrel at the man with the smoking light gun. So that, but then the dog is holding a gun too. I'm like stressed because of this. And if any of this annoys you, turn off the machine and come back to it again in a few days' time. Duck Hunt has that much replay value. That I can take that one way or the other, though. Gameplay control, 7 out of 10. There's nothing wrong with this game apart from the dog, but even he is funny too, so it's only average. There's nothing wrong with this game, but it is average. Sorry, microphone. I'm sorry. I'm upset. It is a bit repetitive and a novelty game, but it is done exceptionally well. All games are novelty games. But really, when you talk about gaming, it's... This is about as much of a novelty game as, like, Gumshoe or Hogan's Alley. And those are great games. Uh, gotcha was a great game. Um, weird, hard to control, but great game. Um, novelty game, but it is done exceptionally well. You, like, you point and shoot. If you own an NES, you own this game already because so many damn copies were made. I'm gonna go back to the beginning. I'm gonna read that sentence, and I'm gonna go back. If you own an NES, you own this game already because so many damn copies were made. Again, a freebie with my NES and one of the games I was always going to get. But you just... you have one! You have the game! Why? I'm so confused. This is the most confused I've ever been. In one of these reviews, it can be bought with Super Mario Bros. for less than... dollar sign US 2. I think he means two US dollars. So there is no problem. Sometimes squinting into the light gun can hurt your eyes, in which case it is time to take a... Why are you looking into the zapper? Why don't you just call it the zapper? Everybody knows it's called the zapper. Are you... I don't... Understand what you're doing, son. Are you are you like looking into it and pulling the trigger? Is that what you're doing? Cause no, you shouldn't see any light come out of there if you do that. Are you are you like trying to like iron sight the ducks? Who played duck hunt like that? You don't need to do that. I love that noise. That is such a great noise. 1985. Oh, Nintendo's ever. But yeah, I mean, I played a lot of games for the Nintendo. And I played a lot of Zapper games. I had Duck Hunt. My uncle had Hogan's Alley and Gotcha. And Hogan's Alley was so much fun, but. We never, like, looked down the barrel of the zapper. Because the sights are not... Like, there's the two little... If you've never looked at a, a zapper, go and look one up. At the back, you've got just these two... Just nice little... Yeah, those could kind of sort of work. But at the front, you just got this big hunk of plastic where there's a screw sticking through. It's not made for that. It's not... 
it, it was kind of like that little eyepiece thing the Super Scope had. Yeah, it was there, but you didn't really need it. It was just there to make it look good. Oh, I have got like giant monster hands. And how did I hold this thing as a kid? That is a hefty grip. I love that sound. All guns should make that sound. They shouldn't go bang. Give zappers to to the Norwegian soldiers. This was I've, I've reminisced now. This was such a great peripheral. I need to take this apart and clean it all up because it's a little dirty. Got a little rattle going on in there. Man. And I didn't have the crappy orange one. Scarlet had that one. Model number NES005. Why did you review Duck Hunt on the c combined page? Scissors are for age three. 
going to do it for our episode today, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you have enjoyed. Hope the news was great. I hope that review made you stop and think. You know, I hope you go and check out all the stuff that's going on at the website, especially the polls and the forums. That's really where a lot of our ideas for content comes from. When you guys answer the polls, we can look at them and say, ah, the people would like to see Scarlet drink more Jaeger. And Scarlet will say choice words to you, but he will do it anyway. Because that's the kind of guy he is. Right? He's a stand-up fella. We like that. Music from today's episode. As our good buddy Jade is going through the uh, Mega Man Legacy Collection, we're going to have some Mega Man music in the next couple episodes. So music today was from Mega Man 1. Yep, yep. Find a playlist with links at the forums in the podcast section. Please do check it out if you're looking for some music. And with that, I will see you all next week. Have a good one now. Bye.